0: Everyone, today I'm so excited to welcome Vic Manzo. He's a former practicing pediatric chiropractor who has transitioned into becoming a spiritual and business mindset coach, three time author, and podcaster. Vic, I am so excited to have you on the show today to talk all about mindset and in your business. So thank you so much for joining today.
1: Oh, the pleasure is mine. I'm excited to be here.
0: Thank you. All right. I know I just read your bio, but I would love to jump in and learn a little bit more about you and what inspired you to start your coaching practice.
1: Yeah. So a pediatric chiropractor, I've been a chiropractor for 12 years. I was practicing until the end of December, 2021. And the first half of my career, I took a lot of advice from basic self-help, personal development, the entrepreneurial world. What do I do to become successful? I come from a very blue collar family, so finances weren't abundant at, by any means. And I took a lot of stuff from that. And so I didn't know what it was or what it took to be successful. I understood sports. So I tried to take that mentality with it. And after the first five years of my career, I hit my financial peak. And I was okay, great. But I was burned out. I was Mm -hmm. unfulfilled. And I was telling my wife, I love what I do. But I'm like, if this is how it is the grind to go uphill all the time, always having to do constantly do do this just doesn't seem right with me. It didn't sit right with me. And I told her, I'm like, I don't know if I want to continue. So what I ended up doing was forgetting everything. I stopped learning. I was reading 80 to 120 bucks a year. I was listening to all the podcasts I could possibly listen to, videos and motivation, self-help. And I said, you know what? I'm done with that for now. I'm going to refocus on everything I know. Universal laws, spiritual truths, quantum physics, neuroscience, limiting beliefs. I'm going to get into all that I can and just say, how about if I just trust the process and stop trying to lead with my mind and lead, let me dance with the universe. Let me dance with God, whatever you want to call it. And so I started to do that and I wanted to have a pediatric office. I saw a huge problem in the pediatric community and I said, I'm not going to let that happen on my watch. So I'm going to be a a big force of that in my community. Two years in, we were there. We became very well known as that office. But in the first six months of not doing anything, I didn't do a Facebook ad marketing. I didn't do a pediatric outreach. I didn't connect with other people in the community like lactation consultants or doulas. I didn't do any of that. I just... Focused on basic things that I understood. And when I went from 5% pediatric volume to 48% in six months. Wow. And then I was like, man, this is great. I'm not even working that hard. I feel great. I, like everything's just happening. Like, I don't, there's stressors that you deal with, but there is more, just more me focusing on myself rather than what's showing up. And after a couple of years, I was like, you know what? I think I'm, I got to break this pattern of this whole grind and hustle, the sweat equity, this concept of doing. And teaching people more to be, and you can still get the same results and actually even more wilder results. And that's what happened to me. So I said, you know, what if I got into coaching? They, that needs to be changed. I need to help with entrepreneurs to shift their mindset and really teach them to get out of this doing side. And I started it up in 2018. First, I wrote a book. Then I started a podcast. And then about four or five months later, I started coaching. And it was just a side business. It wasn't something that mm-hmm. I was, my, my chiropractic office was my main thing. And it started to take off. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, COVID hit. I pulled back and just took a small select of clients and I focused on my chiropractic office, but that's what kind of made that transition. And I fully went into it in January of this year where I left my practice go. And I finally moved to Knoxville, Tennessee, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. And I ended up now I'm doing it full-time since this year and I've been loving every minute of it.
0: That's amazing. I love that. And what kind of entrepreneurs do you tend to work with? Who is your ideal client in the
1: space? It's any entrepreneur that wants to look to create a dream life without having to do the grind and hustle to, mm-hmm. to be double your profit. It doesn't matter what the outcome is because what I teach is very universal. Almost half my clients are chiropractors, mm-hmm. but I've helped serve over 20 in 20 different professions, four different countries in this space. And when we can get to that element of understanding what being is, understanding with different principles, then all of a sudden you don't have to go chase. What we understand about the human body and the mind and consciousness is that we're actually magnets. We're not someone that's supposed to be doing. So when you're thinking you have to do force, you're going against the way nature and everything works. And so that's what we're always taught. We're taught at a young age. We're taught, and this has been around since 1900s, maybe late, 1800s, where we're talking about the grind, the struggle to do the do, you have to work hard work is what's going to be successful in the 30s. It was hammered into our minds of hard work, great success. And that's what you saw marketed. Look, I have hard work, I'm a billionaire. That's all I do is hard work. Look where it got me. But they don't tell you about health issues or maybe the relationships right. are not as great and maybe not that. And I was someone who's like coming from the chiropractic world. That's a very holistic, vitalistic approach. And we look at things from a whole perspective, not just the parts of the sum. And that was a huge shift for me in my coaching realm because I'm like, I'm not here to solve one thing. Like I just had a client start start working with me. And she's, so when are we going to get into the business side? I said, well, we're going to get business, but here's the things I do. She's, so this is more like whole life. This is not just business. I said, your life is your business. Right. If I don't get you centered on your life, then your business is not going to prosper. I'm like, I do share business principles and stuff like that and things you can do, but it's getting that element. And most of the time, usually around 80, 90% of the time, if I can get them to that state and get them in that vibration of balancing those things, I don't don't want to say balance, but in harmony, then all of a sudden the money in the business takes care of itself.
0: As entrepreneurs, someone said, and I think they took the quote from someone else, but really we are our most valuable asset in our business. If we're not at our best, then there's no way our business could be functioning at its best. So that makes absolute sense.
1: Yeah. We say that in chiropractic, the business is a byproduct of you. And (laughs) so it's the same concept. It's, it comes back to where am I, where's my mental state? Where's my, my vibration? How am I showing up? And just think about anything in life. If you're showing up, showing up as your greatest version, man, within six months, a year, two years, you're going to be absolutely successful. Whatever that success means to you without doing that, you're not going to, it's going to be a struggle to get there.
0: Absolutely. I'm a big fan of coaching. I had a life coach when I first started my business. I have a business coach now. I think it's incredibly valuable to be able to talk through different pieces of this with with someone else. And we always talk about that mindset piece of it. So what would you say are some of the other benefits of working with a coach?
1: I think the biggest thing, and I think it depends on the coach a little bit, but I think the biggest thing is you have someone who can see your blind spots because I've always had a coach. I had a, I was so ambitious. I had a coach a year before I was going to graduate chiropractic school. I really wanted to make sure that I was coming out, supporting myself as much as I possibly can. So my student loans, I was like figuring out how can I make, have such a strict budget where I had money to pay for the coach. And it was one of those things where the biggest thing for me was just it could be bouncing ideas off. But the big thing was blind spots because there's you people need to when you really understand your unconscious mind, it means unconscious for a reason or subconscious. It's below conscious. You're unaware. And someone on the outside can pick up patterns that you are going to be clueless to because it's just in your nature. You just do this without even knowing. And they can pick up on cues and let you become aware of it. As a coach like myself, that's one of the biggest things I look for is patterns. And what are the things that are showing up? And it's so easy because when you're on the outside, it's easy. But I need a coach. For myself, as, as some some people are like, you can, why, you know, this stuff, so you can do it. It doesn't matter. I'm still blind. I got blind spots. I, I have a subconscious mind. I've been conditioned. So there's things I'm unaware of. And I share the same thing. Like when it comes to health, I have 22 years of nutrition experience. I do a little bit of health coaching with people. And so my one person was like, so, you know, this stuff, so you don't need a coach. I was like, no, I have a, one of my best friends is very well knowledgeable in nutrition when anything comes to my health and nutrition blood work or anything i'm doing i send it to him i give him my ideas and I, I go you tell me what i need to do these are what i these are what i think are good suggestions i want your opinion whatever you tell me i'm listening to you cuz he's going to see things different than how i see it it's the same thing with like i have a 2 month old daughter now And it's one of the things where I was a pediatric chiropractor. I was a primary care physician for moms. What that means is they would come to me first if there was something going wrong with their child. And then I would be able to one be like, you know what, let's go. You got to go see the pediatrician on that. Or it's fine. Let's do this and this. I can give them remedies and we can work with that. With my daughter, no, I have someone who I refer to. So Mm -hmm. if anything shows up, I'm going to them and let them be like my coach in a sense. Hey, what's going on with my daughter? Here's the ideas I have. You tell me what's going on and let it be that way. So it's really important. I think that's the biggest. I can go into so many other things with coaching, but I think the biggest thing has been for me and what I tell a lot of my clients is I'm going to see things you can't see. And having someone in your corner, being able to help get those blind spots, all of a sudden we can remove barriers to then allow you to, after we do the inner work, allow you to achieve whatever it is that you desire to get to.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think that's such a great example because when I was working with a coach, I think I've told the story several times on the podcast already, but one of the best pieces of advice she gave me was that it was okay for me to change my mind. Because it was just a story I was telling myself over and I was so, I was like, I've committed to this, doing this in my business. This is what I have to do. People are going to be upset if I change my mind. And she's like, it's your business. You get to do what you want with it. And no one's paying more attention than you. So it's okay to change your mind. And it was just so great because again, you can just catch that story that we're telling ourselves. And I'd love to talk a little bit more about mindset and how you define it if it can be defined. Actually, I feel like it's a very big, big term. But I'd love to hear a little bit more about your thoughts on on that.
1: Yeah, mindset has been it really bothers me when words get watered down right. and everyone starts <laughs> yeah. using it. And that it's like I'm almost like wanting to take it out of my title because it's like so many people use it, but then. They don't really understand the principle. Mindset, if you want to explain mindset, because some people go, well, there's a scarcity mindset and an abundance mindset. I'm like, that's great, but you have to understand what's really mindset. Let's not put another word in front of it. And so mindset is very simple to understand. It is the lenses that you wear and how you see the world. So what does that mean? I'll give you two examples. I actually I had someone on a podcast I was interviewing and they shared it with me and I was going, no, i sorry. I was asked this question. I answered it and then they shared something with me and I'm like, oh my God, that's even better. But I'm going to give you two examples. Great. So one is imagine you're wearing blue glasses. In that world of mindset of seeing blue or having the blue glasses on, you can't see green, you can't see red, you can't see any other spectrum of colors except blue and all the various shades of that. If you change the red glasses, all you're going to see is red. If you change the red and blue, then you're going to see red and blue, but you can't see anything outside of that. That's where, like, that's why people call it abundance mindset. You can see all abundance, only that, or scarcity, all only scarcity. One thing I didn't know about polarized glasses, for those who don't know, though, that's where the sun hits them and they darken automatically. Is what I didn't know about polarized glasses is that you can't see the light reflections off anything, off mm-hmm. glass, off anything. I didn't know that. And so I was like, oh, my God, that's perfect because you wherever your mindset is, is the experience of the life of what you're going to have. And there's other opportunities there, but you're going to miss them because of what your lens is. So it's very similar to the color one. Yes, we can go into scarcity and abundance. That can be one. If you're in scarcity, you're going to miss every opportunity that's going to give you abundance because you're in that state. So it's just a fixed state and fo- basically focus of where you're fo- how you see things rather than what is the experience. So that's why a lot of people say perspective is everything because perspective is mindset.
0: That's really good. That's really helpful. And I think it's it's because it sounds like it's also making sure that you are defining things in a way that make sense to you. And maybe we'll see if this makes sense and it can be another example for you, but I talk a lot about productivity mindset. And what I tend to mean by that is how you are defining productivity, because if we're coming at it from this place of being constantly busy or stressed out or overwhelmed, you're just going to continue to reinforce that. And everything that comes your way is going to make you feel more stressed out, more overwhelmed and more busy rather than being opportunities or being grateful for to get, to get to work on that type of thing. And it's also looking at how productivity was modeled for you. So whether you were as a child, able to see your parents rest or your, the adults in your life, take a break, or you were allowed to rest as a kid. And so I think, again, it comes back to those, those stories that we're telling ourselves and making sure that we're in a place where we can recognize that and then move forward as we need to.
1: No, I couldn't agree more. And I love how, again, definition of what productivity is, right? That's just huge right there. We use words sometimes and we don't define them. And then we get, you don't realize there's a conditioning to that word. And however, the matrix or the conditioning of the world sees that word you're putting yourself into that reality. And a lot of times I work with people on define what this word means to you, not what the dictionary says, not what your best friend says. What does that word means to you? You can say the word lazy. And some people have a negative connotation to that, but that may mean to somebody I'm being lazy today because I need to rest. That's my self-care. That's my love for myself. I'm going to be lazy. You you just took the charge or whatever that word is. And you said, that's what it's going to mean for you. And then it becomes that. So like in your world, like productivity, it's the same thing. Like What's productivity mean? A lot of times you hear people, and you probably hear this all the time, where it's like, hey, how, you know, if you talk to a business or an entrepreneur, how's things Oh, I'm busy, man. I'm just busy. Oh. A lot going on. So much happening. It's just all good stuff. It's just busy. And I, anyone that worked for me in my chiropractic office, I always said, you can't use the term busy in this office. I don't want to hear that we had a busy day. You don't use that word at all. And they're always like, why are you good like that? So you have to understand, when you say the word busy, that means, based on how I see it, is that your plate is full. And the universe can't give you anything else. So mm-hmm. I'm like, instead, one of my coaches used to say, high demand and loving life. We're in high demand and loving life. And I was oh, like- Oh, it's so great. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. Something so simple of a change. Because then I was like, high demand. We are in high demand. There's a lot happening. Really, we are just in high demand. It's not busy. And then I was like, and we're loving life. We're loving the aspect of us. And then, of course, my background coming from the vibrational standpoint and universal laws and all this, I was like, nope, that's in alignment that works with us. And so it was always funny. Like my wife would be like, so somebody will say it in front of me, and after a while, when they say it, I just look at them. I say, "I'm going to share this one time, just so you get this, all right." And if I have to share it again, I'm okay with that. But just understand, I really want to get you get this on the first time. And then some people like, I just don't understand that, so don't worry about it. Just trust me in the process; you'll understand along mm-hmm. the way. But I think that's the definition side of things is always critical because you want to make sure you have clarity in anything that you do. That's just with creating your own life or looking at achieving something, Def- defining things is huge because that's the fabric to our reality, our experience.
0: Yeah. Oh, I stopped saying I was busy a long time ago and I do the same thing to my clients and it's reinforcing that the negative feelings, but it also exactly to your point, it implies that you're full, you're at capacity and you're not going to be able to take on anymore. People are going to stop asking you to do things. if so just like if everyone, if everyone, Oh, Chelsea's so busy. She won't have time for that. And I want to be able to make that choice instead of having someone make it for me. And I want that for all my clients as well. So that's great. One of the things that I, when I was doing a little research for this podcast, I know you like to talk about flow state as well. So what does being in a flow state mean?
1: Yeah, I love this question in, in flow state. If you played sports, it's known as the zone. That's when you are so hyper-present from a neuroscience perspective. That just means hemispheric synchronization It's a very fancy term, but it just means both sides of the brains are in a balanced state of, they're very in sync in a balanced state. And it creates this intense focus. When you're in this state of, uh, present or sometimes just trusting the process you you don't have resistance and so you're not trying to figure out what's next we live in a society today that just the way society has become we've been conditioned in this way now what's next right somebody listens to a podcast they finish all the episodes what's next i binged on a netflix show what's next i've done this what's next i read this book what's next don't get wrong. i'm all all for growth and i'm all about that but what we're doing is we're creating a state of where we're not reflecting, taking time to rest. I mean, look at how people work. It's just work to do, at least in Eastern civilization, totally different. But in the West, it's all about we work and do, and we don't take time to self-reflect and just take time to rest and recharge. And I think when you're able to do those kind of things, it allows you to get into more of a flow state. So that's the one way I explain it. The other way mm-hmm. is flow means you're in a dance with the universe. You're not resisting the universe and what it's bringing to. You. You're not creating resistance in your life. You're accepting for what is going to show up. Now, <clears throat> it doesn't mean you're not going to get what you want. The universe just ha- knows more than you. And you can use any label you want, God or Allah or whatever that works best for you. It doesn't matter. The key point is that there we are in a co-creative space. And so we're always co-creating something, but imagine our mind, doesn't matter how smart you are, doesn't matter how much you've studied, when you look at all the information that exists, all the infinite possibilities, your brain can only could take in 0.000000, I think it's one some odd percent, right? So it doesn't really, that humbled me when I first found yeah. this out. I was like, man, I thought I knew a lot. When people say I know a lot. And then all of a sudden I find this out. I'm like, all right, I'm going to shift my perspective Then Let's change that mindset. I don't know much of anything. I don't know anything really. And, but what's beautiful about that is when you don't know nothing, you can learn so much more. And, but here we live in a world where our mind is dictating our lives, which thinking that small, very fraction of a percentage, that's what we hold on to rather than being in flow with the universe, not creating resistance and allow for the universe to say, hey, guess what? I know the 99.99998% that's there of all that could be even more beneficial for you. So, why don't you just let go and trust? And when you can do that, and that's hard, especially for mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. That is so hard for entrepreneurs to do, people in general, but entrepreneurs, it's just because we see our business, our business fires up our left brain so much more and it, you, you create resistance and that's why we let our minds dictate and that's why things take time. All this, I can go through all the slogans, but it's one of the things that everything they say is true because we're leading our life with our mind. Instead of being in flow with the universe, being in one with it, you just, all you're doing is you're focusing on your vibration of where you need to be. And when you're there, then you become the attractor. You attract Mm -hmm. the things into your life rather than you having to go out and go and seek.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And I love thinking about it like that. It's almost, it's almost kind of freeing, right? It's feels like it takes some of the burden off of you. So I love thinking about that. What are some things that people could do to start making steps in this direction
1: yeah the one thing i always teach right off the bat is vision you got to have yeah. a vision for your life you in this and there's <clears throat> excuse me there's many different principles that support this like you look at the bible talks about it proverbs 29 verse 18 states that it's the people that people without a vision will perish Right there, it talks about the importance of it. You look at quantum physics, you, how you see things is what it's going to become. Neuroscience is a part of your brain called the reticular activating system. This has been talked about a lot lately in self-help and personal development, so I'm happy to hear about. There's many things it does, but one part of this brain that it does is it filters out all the information that don't, you don't value, <clears throat> and it only allows information that you do value. And so how you see something that is important to you is what it's going to create in your life. So you have to have some form of a vision of your life. And I, in my work, I go from main vision to what's basically, that means what's your purpose in this world to breaking it down to into the five elements of your life. I call them the five Ms, but that's just, it's just your mindset, your marriage, which means your relationships, not doesn't have to be just, you cannot be married. It's just your relationships in general movement, which is your physical health, your mission, Things that you're passionate to share your gifts with the world to, and then money. What is money is the last one, but I put money last because you do those first four correctly, and you're in alignment with those four. Money will be the byproduct of it. You don't have to focus on it, them. Yeah, and and it's not hard to do. Just the problem is again, it's the way the world has evolved to where. As adults, we don't get as creative and as much anymore. We don't get imaginative as much anymore. The ones who are doing that are the mega, the big corporations and the companies and all that they do because they allow, they do that often or the leaders do that. But for other individuals, we just don't take time to, hey, take 20 minutes a day and just go, just let yourself, let your mind go. Just be, go daydream for a little bit.
0: Yeah. And
1: see what comes from that. Or because I know I think it in Google, I think they do that where I forgot what they call it. It's creative time or something time. And then they all the workers, they work on their own projects, something that they're just inspired mm-hmm. to do. And that's what I'm talking about. That is so critical. But you're doing this with your own vision. Who is a person, if you can drum up and imagine a movie and you want to set this movie to be your life, how would you want to see it be played out and just get so intense into it? that you think it's real because the other reason why I use vision so much and we do future future planning of vision and all this stuff is because the mind can't tell the difference mm-hmm. between what is real and what you put in your mind. And so why not use that to your advantage? If you have the choice to say I'm just going to see what the world is and that's what the world is and that's my reality or I can make up my own reality in my head and guess what eventually my brain's going to think that's real. And once it does, then my eyes start to look for that. So there's a spiritual saying that says, once you see it in your mind's eye, it tells your eyes what to see. That's my quote on it. But it's one of those things where you can use this simple principle and it's so powerful in so many ways. That it can, it, it will. Steve Harvey talks about it. I had a vision. I was just focused on my vision, man, and he's that's what got me through the dark times. And look at where I'm at now. And it's so powerful. It's talked about in so many different scriptures and religion. Mm-hmm. Really look at it. There's another quote I can't think of off the top of my head. I think it's uh, Becca two and two. They talk a little bit about it. But I use Bible quotes. A lot of people they like the Bible quote. But there's other quotes in other scriptures that talk about it too, or different religions that will talk about the power of vision and utilizing vision. And so that's the biggest one that I focus on with my clients in general, that if you start there, I'm not saying that's going to be the only thing you need. There's other things you have to work on, but that is a huge part of it.
0: And so do you recommend then that this is something that becomes a daily practice? Because one of the things that I've struggle with sometimes with this is I'll do the exercise and whether that's with a coach or I read an article or one of those or a book or something, and I'll do the exercise. I'll do the prompt. I'll close my eyes. I'll picture it all. And then it just gets put on a shelf and not something that continues to push me forward. So do you recommend it become something that happens daily or a journal exercise? How do people keep the vision fresh?
1: Yeah, it can be any of those. But the key thing is when we start to get in our mind and make it a task, you lose the essence of it. Yeah. And so what it is, it's like being, a so a lot of things what I do is teach my clients how to be kids again. That okay. is the most critical thing because if you think of a three or four-year-old, just, to, I always tell my clients, go hang out with a three and four-year-old, like embrace in their world. Don't come in with no judgment and just embrace their world. They will teach you what it is to be creative and imaginative again. They'll bring it to. You. It's fascinating. I'm blessed that I had that experience for six years working with just kids in general, because a lot of things they came up with and things they said, I'm like, where did that come from? And it's it's so cool where their mind goes. And so when it comes to this visualization, I recommend it in the beginning. Sometimes I recommend up to five times to do it. Now it's not long. It's a simple process, but here's the difference because if you, somebody hears five times a day, okay, great, I'm gonna visualize, here we go. I'm thinking of my, what I wanna create. Oh my God, there I am. Yes, I feel that feeling. I'm supposed to tell I was asked that I gotta have emotion with this. So here we go. I'm gonna think, here it comes. I see myself having that, doing that, all this. Now I'm gonna have the emotion. It's a trap. You have to just embrace the feeling. You have to go into the being. What does that look like? So if you want to be a millionaire, what is a millionaire? How do they walk? How do they talk? What's your definition of a millionaire? What does that look like for you? Don't project what you've been conditioned. We've been so conditioned in so many ways. What does a millionaire mean to you? And How do you get to these high vibrational feelings, right? What makes you have joy? What makes you have bliss? What makes you get excited? Now, it doesn't have to be that because a lot of times when people use visualization, and I was one that did it all backwards, I would think of having the million dollars and then all of a sudden I would create the emotions that I would have with that. That is that is a backward type of thinking. It's the same thing as me just saying once I have a million dollars then I can do the things mm-hmm. I like and be the person I want to become. Yeah. It's the same exact trap it's just different because you're using a trigger to react an emotion. So you're still in a reactive state. You're not in a you're not in a creative powerful state. Instead, you just get to the emotion What emotion gets you, what thing or a past experience, or you can just think about things that, you know, just you're feeling, think of what joy feels like and just feel that joy and let it ramp up. A lot of people can't, it's hard for them to do that. So instead I just tell them, focus on something from your past that brought an excitement. Maybe in sports and you ended up doing something and you won the game, or maybe it's having a child or whatever brought, maybe you hit a a milestone in business or making a certain amount of money. Whatever that feeling is, because you think of the emote, you think of that event, and then you get into the feeling. And then what I tell people is that, okay, now that you're in that feeling, let go of the event and just hone in on the feeling, because that's all that matters. And you want to just embrace that feeling. And then when you're in that state and that feeling, then just see the life you want to have and embrace it. Yeah. Because now you're in the right vibratory state. You have no attachment. See, that's the key thing. You don't have an attachment to saying this outcome brings this. Instead, you're like, this is who I am. This is my being. This is the joy that I'm going to have. And from this place, here is now the doing. Here's what I would see myself as. I see myself as a successful millionaire, or I see myself being uh, in this state of being every single day. I don't even say millionaire because that's mental coming in. It's just being in this certain state. Like I was talking to a client today and we were talking about this kind of concept. And she's, I wanted to get a car, but I all I thought of was I wanted a red car. I wanted to start, be dependable. She's and then she's like, I want to heat seats, a couple other things. And she goes, that's it. That's all I care about. She's like, I don't care about anything else. And I said, that's a beautiful way of looking at things because what you did is you shared about that's like what your feelings are. What the feeling you want to experience in the future, being this and this person, this whatever that person's going to be. You don't have to mentally think of all this stuff. You just think this is what the feelings I have. This is where I want to be in the future. And I go, then all of a sudden she got the car she wanted, didn't have to take a dime out of her pocket by getting that car. And it was the exact thing that she wanted. It was the five or six different things that she wanted. Yeah. And I said, did you notice you didn't say the model, this, that, you said red car. So maybe just a little there. But I was like, other than that, you didn't get into the mental state. You stayed in the feeling. And she was, yeah, that's all I, that's what I said. And that was it. And all of a sudden it just worked out. And so that's the natural essence of who we are. But we've lost that because we got so conditioned in a world of doing that when we become adults, we think that's just the way of life. And it's naturally in us. And we, when I talk to business, this is why I, this is why I had to put spiritual in part of my title, because when I said I'm a business mindset coach, everyone that was coming to me was thinking they were just going to get business advice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not what I do. And I was like, you know what, let me put spiritual in there. So then they'll think what's the spiritual side of stuff, because I do the polar opposite of what most advice is. That is, I'm going to tell you to do more of nothing than doing more of something. But from the nothing you'll create, you'll create anything. And it's just a different approach. So I call it the quantum world. There's many people that call it this. And that's what I'm teaching is what's the quantum world? Because the quantum world is the not, it's the invisible world that exists that constructs the physical world and it oversees Newtonian physics. You can still do Newtonian stuff, which is force-based energy, which means I have to do to get to a certain result. I do this much, I get this much. I put this much effort, I get this much in return. Where quantum says you can do that or you can do a small percent, 1% of that effort and still get the same result. It doesn't matter. You dictate what that's going to be. And that's why defining things, as we said earlier, it's so critical in so many ways.
0: Yeah, and this is just so, that was amazing. This is so important for business owners to hear because it's so easy to just put your blinders on and get into the day-to-day stuff and not take a minute to, to take a step back to make sure that you're in that right space and have your have a good mindset around the work that you're doing and the way where you are in your life and I love adding it's so important and thank you so much for breaking it down like that because like I said it's so easy to do it once and then shelf it and so when it can become more of a practice I, like i said not a habit or not a tracker task because i was it's like immediately something i would do is put it on my to do list with five check boxes next to it and so to not think about it like that but really as a practice is something that's going to help you in the future is really important for business owners
1: and remember, it is good to have it like as a remind like one of the things i always say is put a timer on your phone and then just set it, mm-hmm. it goes on alerts. And then, and so that way you can just go, okay, let me get into this space. But then it's just not a lot of times I always say you don't want to get into the mental space of checking boxes Yeah, yeah. You just be like, okay, time to have some fun time to be a kid again, like you make it a name, call it a name or something that you get excited with. So then it already is, because you anchor into that. And then all of a sudden, you're already shifting your mindset into that space. And then it's like, wow, it's so much easier to get into there now.
0: Perfect. Oh, it's so good. So good. One of the things I also love to talk about on this podcast is looking behind the scenes at an entrepreneur's day-to-day life. So I'd love for you to share what kind of an average day or week looks like for you.
1: Love that. So my day in the beginning is all about priming. So I prime priming just means it, a lot of people use that word. I think there's I forgot who's the big guy that uses it. But I like it because it gets me set for the day. Every morning when I get up, I am always either most of the time I'm doing breath work and meditation to get my mind set my intention for the day set my vibe for the day I go into the future self of me get into that being state of what that energy is feel it embrace it bring it into the present moment. So then I have that when I start my day. And then from there I depending on the day. My, day is, my days are different and weeks are mm-hmm. different in my my schedule, but it's one of those things I get my head right in my mind. And then uh, every morning I will do, I have 40 degree water sitting in a tub always ready for me to plunge. So I do cold plunging. I've been doing cold therapy work for about eight years, nine years now. I just invested in, I finally invested in a plunge. I was tired of every once in a while doing it. Cold showers don't do it for me. I don't like it. And so I was like, told my wife I'm like let's I want to get this and she's like let's do it and she goes I know it's going to help you. And so I don't like cold plunging just for the record. I don't enjoy it. I don't have any fun with it. So some people are like why do you do that? It's only the initial process I don't like. Once you get past the initial 20, 15, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, it's really a bliss state. I get mm-hmm. into this deep present like mindset and I can just go into like, a deep meditative state. Not fully deep, but it's enough to where I'm like you'll see I'm just like really centered. And the reason why is because there's just immense cold hitting me that if I put my attention to that, then I'm mean, it's not going to be a fun experience. But if I can just stay, go back to my center and just bring my energy back to me and focus here, then all of a sudden it takes me into a space of bliss and calmness and all these other things, which is more of a process that allows me to stay centered. So when I deal with stress or things that show up in my life, I don't get so easily distracted. I can stay in my center during that process and allow myself to go through the day. So that's something I'll do. And then usually I'll do a warm up of maybe a quick run or just I got to do something to warm the body back up. That's my morning. And then of course it's getting on with the day, coaching clients, getting on podcasts, doing my podcast, all that fun stuff that comes with it. But yeah, like I said, then I have my breaks now because I have a two two month old daughter. I get a morning, I get a morning break where I get to hold her for hour and a half, two hours. And, and then that- try, try to keep her asleep. And then there's an afternoon break where again, because my wife has to get things done for herself. So then I'm like, all right, here's my time with my daughter again. So I try to get at least three, four hours with her in a day to break up my day. But yeah, because when she came into the mix, I was like, how are we going to make this? We're going to make it work, man. I'm very flexible. I can make my schedule flexible. But I was like, it's just one of those things my wife and I, every night are like, okay, what's your schedule tomorrow? My schedule is this and this. Okay. So what do you need? So it's a lot more communication and what we have to do, but yeah, that's pretty much it. And, the, and then the evenings are always, I love having to cook dinner with my wife and I love to cook. So it's most of the time me cooking, especially since the baby's here, I'm trying to let my wife mm-hmm. just make her energy be all about the baby and that's it. And I'll try to take on as much as I can on my own because I love to cook and I love cooking in any way, shape or form. And it's just a, uh, I love good food and I love yeah. good quality food. I'm very big about quality. And just one of the joys I love to do.
0: Oh, that's great. What a lovely day. And actually one of my next questions is typically where flexibility shows up in your schedule, but it sounds like you've been able to adapt pretty well to having a daughter in the mix now and working from home and all that.
1: Yeah, it's one of the things why, you know, one of the things that were inspire me to make the shift from a chiropractor to this coaching that I've been doing is have that flexibility is I have a vision that you're when I become when my kids are older, whatever sport they go into, whatever they are gonna do on that element, I don't want to miss one beat of it. Yeah. I, it's been a vision of mine. So what am I doing? Some people are like, so I don't wait till the moment happens. I started it. I started this when my wife was pregnant, and it was to set that life now so that I have the freedom for later. And it's been great because I'm infinite. Two two months old, the little changes that she goes through with every week, I've been very blessed to catch those and see those. Like right now, her head's like getting bigger, and it's just her <laughs> facials. Her face is changing again, and I'm just like. I didn't have to just look and go, man, she changed. It's more like, oh, she's in a change right now. Mm-hmm. I have, I've been able to witness every part of that. And so it's been very fulfilling for me because that's something that I that was very important to me um, with having more of a flexible schedule.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it sounds like your morning routine is also pretty important to you there. And I've been seeing these cold plunges more and more. There's So there's got to be something to it. I don't know if I'm ready, but
1: it's gained it's gained a lot of popularity. And of course, in our world, it's well oh, that's the cool thing to do. It's cold water and all this, and so then it gets a hype. But but it's really for me, it's more of a mental thing than anything else. Yes, there's mm-hmm. massive health benefits, tightening of the skin, and challenging your immune system, strengthening. I'm sorry, strengthening the immune system, improving circulatory, cardiovascular, improving vascular, lymphatics. Oh, I can go on with all the benefits. But the main thing I do it is just to. Sharpen my mind to challenge myself to something that I do not enjoy Mm -hmm. that I don't, I, every time I have to go in, I always tell people like when I go in, it's 15, 20 seconds is always the same reaction. You get the natural hyperventilation response. I'm taking very loud, deep breaths because I'm trying to calm that nervous system down to say, Hey, it's fine. I got you. Stop trying to override. And so it teaches you how to control your life. Cause I don't like to fly. That's another reason I don't like flying. And so anytime I'm on a plane, there's some turbulence coming on. I get anxiety and I have all these things. What do I do? I use the same thing I do when I go into the water. I focus on something and I take nice, deep breaths. And then all of a sudden I don't even feel the turbulence anymore. That's Cause my, I'm so hyper-focused on what that is that I'm trying. I'm just focusing on my breath. The only mm-hmm. thing I'm really hyper-focusing on. And when you do that, just like anything else, when you focus here, you don't see what's over here. If you focus over here, you can't see on the other side, what's there. Same thing. If I'm focusing dead center on my breath and that's all I'm putting my energy to, everything around me, I don't notice because I'm just focusing strictly on that.
0: That's good. Think about it. because <laughs> It sounds intriguing and I've for a lot of benefits. So I'm glad I got to talk to someone who's actually done it because I feel like I learned a lot. I have a couple rapid fire questions for you and then I'll have everyone, uh, I'll let you tell everyone where they can find you, but this has been such a fun conversation and I feel like we could probably do around two because there's so much to cover but all right the rapid fire questions are you a morning person or a night person
1: a morning person,
0: a person okay pen and paper or all digital
1: if i'm writing my books and stuff that is going to be digital but when it comes to anything else i do pen and paper because it's easy to memorize it's easy to memorize what you're doing
0: yep i agree and what is your favorite way to relax
1: Meditation.
0: Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to say cooking.
1: No, meditate. Cooking, no, because you got to clean dishes after. It's a very, fair. you know, it's, it, especially what you're making. It can be so like 10 different things. And I'm like, oh man, I enjoy the meal. Now I got to clean. Ah, so yeah, that's why I like meditation. Meditation just, it's my safe space. Connect with myself and just escape from the world. Not that I need to escape, but it just, just <laughs> a life. The life that I have just goes away in the ethers for a little bit as I go into nothingness.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. I'm going to put it on the show notes, but I'd love to know where do you recommend people reach out to you? I'd love to learn more.
1: Yeah. If, if you like what I'm talking about, my my website is my hub. So empoweryourreality.com. That's where you can find everything about me. If you're interested in coaching and what I discussed and talked about, I do a free one on one discovery call. It's right on the top right corner and there's a bunch of tabs on there. I have free resources, podcast. I have a free book on visualization and so forth. If uh, you want to follow me on social media on the bottom left corner of the website, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn. I share about five videos a week relating to mindset, spirituality, money mindset, things like that. And if you have questions or anything, DM me on there. I do love hearing from people. I love to hear if any question you may have. I do read them. I do respond. I love to connect with people. So that's where you can find me.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Vic. This has been, I said, such an enlightening conversation. I learned so much and I really think the audience will as well. So I encourage everyone to reach out, learn more, but thank you so much.
1: No, thank you for having me on. This was a blast. I really enjoyed it.
0: Hello, I'm popping in before we say goodbye to let you know that the doors are open for the Unbusy Business Owner Membership. This monthly membership is for the time management curious entrepreneur. You may know what to do, but not how to do it or you know you could improve your productivity. This membership includes two live coaching calls a month, at least one live training, quarterly retreats, and much, much more. Join today for just $10 at chelsainewmeyer.com. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at coaching. I look forward to talking to you soon.